0: Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's your girl Tiffany from Tiffany Empowers here with another episode. I hope everybody is doing well during this physical distancing. I hope you're taking care of yourself and taking care of your loved ones. True story I was 15 years old when I had my first daughter in 1997. Um, I was still in high school, I was young was yeah, I was a freshman <laughs> in high school to be a matter of fact. In high school, I tried out for the cheerleading team. I couldn't uh jump. I couldn't do anything. And I was just like really bummed. I didn't make the cheerleading squad at that time. Uh went home. My grandmother told me you're pregnant. And I was like, No, I'm not and she was like, Yes, you are. And lo and behold, when I actually went to my first um appointment i was i was 5 months pregnant with my first daughter um at the time to speed up the story i had uh my first in december of 97 and um i was like okay right and then i turn around in 99 and get pregnant again with my second daughter so i'm having two kids by the age of 17 And right after I got um, pregnant with my second daughter, I was still in high school. Um, My grandmother had transitioned on by the time I got ready to have my second daughter in 99. So I ended up um, living with my godparents and finishing high school down um, a little ways from Augusta. So I tell you all that to, to lead to this point. At 17, it came to a point where, um, let me back up. Right before my grandmother uh, passed away, she she knew I was pregnant with my second daughter. And she asked me, what are you going to do with this one? I will never forget those words. I will, as long as I've lived, I never have forgotten those words. Because those words that she said to me put me in a mindset of thinking, you know. So at 17 years old, I had to start thinking about my life. And I had to start thinking about the two individuals that I have brought into this world that will be 100 percent dependent on me to be a better me. For them. And so at 17 years old, I told myself right after I had uh, my daughter in 99, I'm not going to have any more kids as a teenager or even in my 20s because I had to think about my behavior. I had to think about How am I going to respond to this situation to where everybody is going to be able to uh, thrive out of this situation? So at 17 years old, I had to put on my own thinking cap and be accountable to my own actions, to my own behavior and actually judging myself. Which We typically don't like to do. You know, you hear I'm my own worst critic, but am I my own best judge? How do I judge myself? Am I fair? Am I unfair? Is it easier for me to criticize myself than it is for me to judge my behavior? So, in a few minutes, we're going to talk about what self awareness is. Why is it important? And I'm gonna give you a quick exercise you can do to actually start becoming more self-aware. So if you do not have your pen and your paper, tell a friend that we're back and we're gonna talk about what is self-awareness. Right when we come back from this break, I'm Tiffany, thank you for joining When a Therapist Needs a Therapist. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Okay, we're going to jump right into it. What is self-awareness? To know thyself, to thy own self be true. When we think about being self-aware, let me say this, number one. At 17, I wasn't 100% self-aware, okay? But I started to Move into a journey of becoming more self aware that is why my story was so important to the to to this to this topic, and I wanted you all to share and I wanted you all to know that I just did not wake up at seventeen years old, and I was so self aware no, I am still working on it. It is a day to day build, and I have gotten better at becoming more self aware um, as I journey through this process and so that's why I'm talking about this and I want you to know that you can become better self-aware, but it is a process, okay? It's not something that we just wake up and we are like, "Woo, I'm self-aware." Okay? And all things takes time. So, when we think about self-awareness, what I want you to think about is that number 1, it is a skill. It is a very specific skill. It is a thinking skill that focuses on our ability to accurately judge ourselves. That's the key word. We want to accurately judge ourselves, our performance and our behavior. Those are the two things that we want to judge. We want to look at our performance and our behavior, right? And how are we responding to that? Is it an appropriate response? And if it's not, can we auto correct our response? That is what self-awareness is in a nutshell. How are we using our thinking skills to help us accurately judge our performances, our behavior, and how are we responding to the different social situations if we are aware, okay? A lot of times when I'm having conversations, especially with my husband, you know, we talk and I'll tell him, I got to process that. Because when I say that, I'm actually using my skills, my thinking skills to make sure that, you know what? I'm going to make sure that I'm judging what I'm going to say. Right. It's, it's, It's in line with my behavior and that my response is appropriate. And the more you do it, the more you become it becomes natural to you with any skill. That's what I'm saying. Everything takes practice. So if we practice being more self-aware, we are we are we are better to um, to respond to it. Sometimes people think, oh, I'm self-aware. Oh, I'm conscious. You know, that's that thing. Oh, I'm conscious. I'm conscious of, you know, whatever. Okay, but if you aren't conscious enough to know that you are out of character, you're not conscious at all. You may be conscious to certain things, but to thy own self be true. Know thyself, study, and show thyself approved. Okay? That's what self awareness is about. It is a thinking skill. I cannot stress (laughs) that it is a thinking skill. And typically, we get this self awareness skill as children. You don't pick up self awareness. skills at 13, you may pick them up at one, two, three years old. And as we get older, they are to become um, more efficient because it is a skill. That's why those questions, how do you feel? Tell me about those things. What does that do to you? What are you thinking Right. Those are why those questions are so relevant, because then you become more aware. I often tell my children, especially my daughters, because they're older, I tell them, don't allow me or the world to define you. You do that. And that takes time and it takes thinking about who you are. Thinking about your, are you accurately judging your behavior? Does it make sense? Are you able to tell yourself, you know what? I really screwed that up. My behavior was was unacceptable. And I'm going to appropriately say, you know what? If I offended you, I'm sorry. If I offended myself, I'm sorry. But it won't happen again. And that's, I bring you back to my story. That's what happened to me at 17. I'm like, wait a minute. You are so out of line. Your behavior is so out of line and now you're putting in in the fire two people who didn't ask to be here and they got to live with you. So I had to first judge my own behavior and say, Tiffany, you wildin'. You are totally out of pocket and if you keep this up, this could be bad. So then I said, you know what? I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I'm just going to say, you know what? I'm going to do this differently. And I put that in motion and I did it differently. So I became self-aware that this ain't going to work. All because of of a provoking question from my grandmother. What are you going to do with this one? And I could have felt some type of way, but I said, you know what? That's a legitimate question. Let me examine myself and answer it. So right after this break, we're going to talk about why self-awareness is important and ask yourself, what is it in you? Maybe nothing, but what is it in you that you could say, what am I going to do differently? About this situation. And see how you how you line up with your own appropriate judgment. And is it accurate? I'll be right back. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free there's certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download your free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, we're back. Why is it important for us to become more self-aware? You know, a lot of times I've heard a lot of music. I'm a music hit. And I hear a lot of songs, like this one song that says, make me feel some type of way. Well, what way is that? Are we aware of what way we feel? How do we get there? Why is it important to know? how we got there and why we feel some type of way. Why we feel some type of way these days. Everything we do, I feel some type of way. You make me feel some type of way. I don't know why I like that, but it made me feel some type of way. Well, my question is, what type of way is that? And are you self-aware of how that makes you feel? Or are you just saying it makes you feel some type of way? Can you verbally express to me what that way is? this is why it is important for us to become more self-aware it helps us become in tune into our feelings as well as our behaviors right so now i can tell you what type of way you make me feel because i can say you make me feel some type of way and i say well what is that and we'll be like um 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 I don't know, right? Because I've done it too. I, I've I've paused on what that way is. But the more we become self-aware, the more we are able to to recognize our own emotions and our thoughts from moment to moment. And this is key in helping us understand ourselves better. It gives us the ability to actually talk about and verbalize those emotions and those thoughts, right? When we are self-aware. It brings about a peace within us and that we're okay with who we are. And it proactively helps us manage our thoughts, our emotions, and our behaviors, which makes self-awareness so and very important to who we are and who we become. I relate a lot of things to plants. And the other day, I moved my azalea. I just want you to follow me here. I moved the azalea from an environment. That was not conducive to it thriving. If you didn't hear my episode on thriving and surviving, make sure you head on back over and listen to that podcast after you finish listening to this one. And as I moved it, the leaves were hanging down. It was brown. It just didn't look good. And it was like hanging on. So I moved it to the back of the house. I um, I gave it new nutrients. I put it in a in its in its right environment, which was a shaded area, and I put some water on it. I go back out today, and the leaves are turning green, and the plant is actually starting to grow better. And I'm saying all this to say that if a plant can recognize that it is not in its right environment, and when it is, when it when it is in its right environment, it can change. So can we. But it has to be able to acknowledge and recognize that it is not in its right environment. And then it starts to display to us, the people that plant them, that, hey, this ain't good for me. So I'm saying that to say this when it comes to self-awareness. When I say environment, I mean your inner person, that environment, your your emotions, your thoughts that lead to your behaviors. How are they? Are they conducive to you being self-aware? Are you able to even recognize that your thoughts, your emotions, and your behaviors are leading you into a particular environment within that is not conducive to you being 100% self-aware? Can you autocorrect? Do you know when you are out of line? Do, do you know when you have overly responded to a situation? And can you correct that? And I tie that in because that is how important it is for us to be self-aware. We become in tune with ourselves and therefore we respond differently. We carry ourselves differently when we are more self-aware. And again, it is a process. It is every day we become self-aware. This is not something that you practice. Okay, this is something you become. Like Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. Think about it in that way. I'm becoming self-aware. What's that process look like to you? It might be different from you to me, but have you started it? So in a minute, when we come back from this short break, I'm going to give you just one exercise you can do to either start your process of self-awareness or continue your process of self-awareness right after this break. I'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're going to get ready to wrap this up. As I stated earlier, I have an exercise for you guys to do that will help you become more self-aware. As you all know, um, I have six kids and, um, my six year old, um, who is number, I think number four, <laughs> if I'm right. Yeah. Four. Yeah. She's number four. She has a very colorful vocabulary where she, um, instead of she saying she's angry, she doesn't say I'm angry. She says, I'm frustrated, you know? And my two year old, he says it's unfair, you know, and so they are able to expand their emotional vocabulary and a philosopher once said that the limits of my language means the limits of my world. The limits of my language means the limits of my world. And so this is something that we can work on. We can expand our vocabulary. And when we are able to expand our emotional vocabulary, we are able to, to become one step closer to being more self-aware. When we put our feelings into words, it Uh, provides a therapeutic effort uh, or effect, excuse me, on our brain. Okay. So when, so that's what we want to work on. We want to work on putting our feelings into words and putting our feelings into words past angry and happy and unhappy You know, we want to move up in our vocabulary usage. So when you head on over to my website, you're going to see two lists. You're going to see words that have that we can use to replace our pleasant feelings such as glad. You know, or I'm happy, we'll say something else. There's some lists, there's some words there. And you're going to find some words that's going to be able to replace unpleasant, like I'm unhappy, I'm sad, I'm angry. There are going to be other words there that you can use. I'm going to challenge you to pick one word or two words or how many ever words you need and replace those words. Because when you attach those words to the feeling, it becomes different. Because you're past angry, you might be flustered, or you might be, you know, overwhelmed, and things of that. So we want to just expand our vocabulary um, in this, in this, uh, in this exercise that that we're putting out today. If you try it and it works, I'd love to hear from you. You can actually leave me a voice recording on this podcast, and I can hear it. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tiffany Empowers. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Tiff Empowered. Make sure you add the E-D at the end. Make sure you head on over to the website, www.tiffany.com dash empowers.com to see the list you'll be able to print it out you'll be able to write them down it is a totally free resource and I can't wait for you to try it until next time please continue to thrive please continue to process and and become more self-aware please take care of yourself and your loved ones and I will talk to you all soon thank you for joining me when a therapist needs a therapist and I'm out